Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Hopefully, good fairy tales are still a part of every child's growing up years, as they were for me. How many of them end with some version of, and they lived happily ever after? I can still hear my father's voice saying that. Of course, we all have to grow up sooner or later and discover that not every ending to a story ends on a happy note. In fact, many endings that most people experience in their extensive and varied collection of life stories may not necessarily sit in their memory as happy ones. Although we may tell various stories from our lives, Unlike a storybook or movie, our lives don't have a clear and simple beginning and ending, do they? All our various stories from our lives are but snippets of our life experience. They're like video shorts on YouTube or Instagram that people post daily. To talk about a certain experience you had in your life, you have to start your narrative from some point in your life and end it at another point. But your whole life doesn't really have a beginning and an ending. Most people assume that their life began at their birth and will end at their eventual death. Most of you listening to our show know that that's not true. Or at the very least, you suspect that life doesn't begin at the exact moment in time called birth and another exact moment, hopefully much later on, called death. That's only on birth and death certificates. In fact, you could say that your whole life story here in a single incarnation from birth to death is itself but a glimpse into your whole life experience. What we call beginnings and endings in our lives are just convenient points in the going-on, never-ending story that is our life as an immortal soul. Now, that more aware perspective of your life may change how you look at storybook endings of happily ever after, even though there may be the end showing up on the page after the couple waltzes into the sunset in a soul's eternal life, living happily ever after means living happily forever after it learns the lessons from all the drama and all the trauma of their earlier life. That would be more consistent with the life story of the soul's journey of awakening to full enlightenment and freedom. Once a soul learns all its lessons through all the experiences of living in this world over the course of many incarnations, it gains the heretofore secret wisdom to live happily ever after. It's the moment in the story when the soul returns to its true home 
in the eternal life of limitless spirit. The ultimate healing is then complete. The soul that once saw itself as separate and divided from the whole now sees the truth of its everlasting wholeness. It's the amazing grace of rediscovering what the soul assumed was lost before, but in truth was always there. Just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz realizes when she wakes up in her own bed after all the ordeals she has been through, there's no place like home, and that she never really left her home after all. Chances are, You are living a life of ups and downs in which at times you feel quite happy and at other times you find yourself anxious, upset, or suffering in some way. That would be a fairly normal life for a human being in this world. Yet, what would help you wake up in your true spiritual home that you really never left but only thought you did in your dream journey into the world just like Dorothy. The great news is, yes. And that's what our topic is for today's show. Rather than focusing on how you might be able to eventually live happily ever after, how about living happily ever present? So let's start by looking at what happiness is and where that experience we generally call being happy comes from. The term happy can be used to describe having a pleasant experience ranging from contentment or satisfaction to joy or bliss. When we say we are happy, even though most of the time we're feeling a certain way, we're really describing our state of mind as positive or enjoyable, aren't we? We can be happy while feeling a variety of different feelings or not. Some people seem to be unhappy no matter what they happen to be feeling, whereas others are happy when feeling a multitude of different things. It's kind of a mastery. So happiness is more a state of your mind, isn't it? You can easily go from being happy to being unhappy or vice versa by changing your mind. Michael often refers to that as making an attitude adjustment. Mm. One of my favorite phrases these days. It really helps when the times are tough. A great example of that is when you hold on to a grudge, you're unhappy. And when you forgive and let go, you're much happier. Yes, it's ultimately that simple. Then your question might be, how do you change your mind on demand and go from being unhappy to happy? Whenever you're already happy, you won't feel the need to shift from being unhappy to happy, would you? Of course, when you're happy, as in being pretty content, you can definitely decide to step up your happiness more to full enjoyment or even incredible joyousness. When you're not happy, what's happening in your mind consciously or unconsciously That is, keeping your state of mind in that unpleasant and unsatisfactory state of vibration. On a higher level of awareness, you could say that within your mind, you are looking at something that you had chosen previously to be unhappy about. 
The key word in this sentence is previously. Why? Ah, previously means before now, of course, prior to this present moment. So if you are looking at some unpleasant or even painful experience in your past, whether a second ago or 20 years ago, you're holding on to your memory of something that you experienced before now. That sets the state of your mind to the unhappy state, if your experience was unhappy, that is. As long as you keep your mind in the gutter of unhappiness, you're definitely not going to feel better than you might be feeling in your unhappy state of mind. You might protest that you can't help how you feel. I hear this all the time. After all, you did go through that terrible experience or yesterday or in your childhood. But just because you can't change the past now and how you experience something, it doesn't mean that you can't change your mind about that experience now, does it? Absolutely not. You first need to realize that it is precisely because you can't change what you went through and how you experienced it back then that you don't have to try to change it or solve it in any way. You have to just drop it by letting that experience be the way it was. You are done with it the moment you decide to let bygones be bygones. But what do you do if you still feel horrible about what happened and about the consequences you experienced from what happened? Well, that persistence of feeling just as bad as when you went through that original experience or even worse is due to holding on to that experience and keeping it alive in your mind to this day. Remember, you are not the body. You are the limitless, eternal spirit that has the creative power to breathe life into anything, even a simple little or even complex image in your mind. You have enormous power that you are probably not aware of using every day. If you put forth even a few drops of that creative power into a few little scenarios from your past, you can literally make your experience bigger than life until it seems to consume a good portion of your awareness. That's the condition you get your mind into when you obsess about something or feel like you can't think of anything else. Remember the old saying, what you resist persists, and what you resist you become energetically. The more you resist something you don't want, the bigger it gets for you. You know, when I was a young kid growing up in Japan, one of the common remarks made about me, and most often in a kind of a derisive way, when I changed my mind and therefore the state of mind from unhappiness to happiness too quickly. It could be translated into English as the crow that was cry just crying is now laughing. Uh-huh. More often than not, it was said to disprove that I was really upset in the first place and just making a scene to get what I wanted. Because to everyone else, a person 
especially a child, couldn't go from really being upset in some way to being feeling, you know, totally happy in an instant without an external cause for that big of an emotional shift. Most people believed that you could only become happy when you felt happy first. So if you go from being unhappy to being happy without an external cause of some sort, you must either be faking your happiness in denial of still being unhappy, or you must not have really been hurt or upset or angry in the first place, but just acting like it, like you were to just get something out of it. So people would dismiss that I had my feelings hurt or that I was very upset before about how, say, they treated me if I got happy too quickly. (laughs) Many years later, I began to realize why so many people hold on to blame and grudges and the unhappiness that they bring to them because they want to be acknowledged that they were truly hurt in some way. I've known several people who have had to file a lawsuit against another person or a business to get reimbursement for the damages that they incurred physically, emotionally, and mentally from the actions of the other. Yet some of them were not awarded anything because (laughs) they were too happy or too healthy when they showed up for court. Yes, in our current society, oftentimes miracle healings are not well tolerated in certain circles. (laughs) And so that way of looking at life may make it seem necessary to cave in to the expectation of others that you hold on to your past painful experience so that you can prove you were truly hurt in some way. Crazy, but it's there in a lot of cases, legal or personal. I have no qualms about choosing to be happy rather than proving that I experienced what I experienced at the time I experienced it. So I've never filed a lawsuit about anything for myself. The faster that I heal, the sooner I can be free of whatever might have hurt me in some way. That's what we mean by living happily ever present. When we're we're hung up on our past, no matter what kind of past experience we've had, We can't be fully in the here and now, so we're not fully present in this world as the limitless eternal spirit that we truly always are and forever are. The more we can show up as who we are, regardless of bodily or worldly conditions at the time, the more we can access our inner creative power and create new and more joyful life experiences. Having a traumatic experience, even one that someone maliciously imposes on us, doesn't make us a victim. The way we look at it 
determines how we respond and whether we are victimized or empowered by the experience. The experience we call happiness or being happy actually comes about from having the awareness of the undivided, limitless, and eternal spirit in our mind. Rather than filling up the mind with all kinds of what I call junk mail thoughts, <laughs> perpetuating rumors of doom and gloom to worry about in our future, and regrets and disappointments to feel guilty and ashamed of in our past. That's the secret to living happily ever after in the here and now every day. Nonetheless, you might wonder how, how you can possibly get yourself to be more present in this day and age of super high-speed daily life when you find that you can't even keep up with your emails, much less, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't, <laughs> much less all the dozens of other things you have to maintain and manage every single day just to keep going. Yeah, we got to be able to laugh about that. Well, it definitely takes not just practicing every day, but making your practices just integral aspects of your everyday life and applying what you know to everything you do. Don't look at your spiritual growth and living your daily life as two separate things you have to do each day. That's essential. No one can really live an everyday life of, say, cultivating relationships, successfully working, eating healthy, ex exercising, and relaxing. And have a separate life of spiritual practices and healing and growth. You have to have at least a clone of yourself <laughs> to do both. Or so it seems. <laughs> yeah. Even if you did have a clone, somehow the two of you would have to merge to integrate what each of you experienced and learned separately. Right? That's right. Well, believe it or not, we're coming upon our very first break, and we wanted to invite you to check out our online learning sanctuary for the soul at the following website, livethemiracle.com, livethemiracle.com. You can write that down. You can find our comprehensive six-level foundation course of audio self-study, psychic tools, and life mastery practices for living your soul purpose. If you click on the free tab at the top of the page, you can even have a free two-hour class to try out the course. Also on that site, you'll find all 63 of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think audio self-study classes that are open to everyone. You can purchase and download or stream any one of those classes, and if you'd like to continue, there are nine different themed sets of classes available on a variety of applicable psychic topics just in that series. Of course, in time, we'll add more classes, seminars, and intensives there. We'll return in just a couple of minutes to continue with Living Happily Ever Present. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Are you living happily ever present? Well, that's been our topic today, and we've been exploring how you can live more happily by living in the present rather than dwelling in the past or racing towards something in the future that you think will bring you happiness. Let's continue to reflect upon what happiness really is and what can bring much more of that into your life. <laughs> I just came back from the future. <laughs> I was racing to the future and then I had to race back <laughs> to the present. <laughs> I like the idea of a time machine myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sci fi fan. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, well, before the break, I was talking about the for a lot of people tend to separate their their spiritual life and their worldly everyday life huh just because you know doing things on a physical level is quite different in many ways than than being spirit but in your everyday physical worldly things that you have to do i mean you know i was mentioning that Things seem like time's speeding up so much that we're doing multiple things at once just to keep up, which, oh, then you're in a hurry. You're not in the present. You're trying to, trying to catch up with your past and, and, and catch up with the future, you know, be prepared for the future. But that doesn't give you much space or time to be right here, right now. So the first thing is not to think of your spiritual life and your spiritual practices and everything like meditation or whatever it is that you do as separate from your everyday 
life here in the world of work and emails and social media and whatever else occupies a lot of your time. And how do you do that? Well, first you have to be of one mind, un undivided mind of, oh yeah, they're not two separate things. Life is not a thing to start with. Life is what we live. No matter what we're doing at any given point, <clears throat> whether we're being a couch potato or meditating or working like crazy, we're still living. Ah, so the underlying life, you have to live your life as spirit, which means undivided, limitless, and beyond time and space, and apply your practices in your daily life all of the time. Huh, okay. It doesn't require you to have two bodies. To do that, to, to integrate, to, to live your life singly as spirit in the world, requires you to have one undivided mind. It's way simpler and effortless than having to pat your head and rub your stomach at the same time. <laughs> For those of you who've ever had trouble doing that. Because both of those actions are physical bound in time and space. In spirit, everything is created in an instant since there's no time or space. All you have to do in the body in the world of time and space is to manifest what you create in spirit step by step in the order that your products or your creations in spirit are ready to appear in time and space here. Or some people might say manifested here in time and space. It's like you having, let's say, uh, a big diner. And in spirit, you have a whole staff of short order cooks simultaneously making all the orders for lunch in the kitchen. In, the, in this world, you're the wait person serving the customers the meals that come out of the kitchen as the cooks go ding and ring the bell that the order is ready for you to pick up and serve, right? In the world, you can only carry so many dishes on your arms or so many trays on your arms to serve the customers at once. Or maybe you're still uh, not that experience as a white person, so you haven't learned to carry multiple trays at once. So you have to take one order at a time from the that counter where the food comes out and to the table where the customer is sitting, right? Well, that's fine because in my analogy, the customers are very patient <laughs> because they are all you. So you're, you're the customer, you're the serve person, serving person, and actually you're the cooks too. But that's kind of an analogy of how it works. So as everyone is being served, you have new customers placing new orders, right? You're, you're deciding uh, what would you like next in your life or how would you like to change things in your <laughs> life? We well, are creating. It's not you're changing the old stuff. 
because you can't do anything with whatever you already did, you can create a new thing. That's called change on a spirit level, right? As the creative spirit that you are in spirit, you're effortlessly creating everything in your life all at once, while in the body, you only have to go pick up the finished products you create or services sometimes in spirit that you create. When the cooks in your spirit kitchen ring the bell saying, orders up, <laughs> and then the weight person that you as the weight person here in the physical world go to the, the counter, which is the interface between spirit and the world. And you can pick up the order and manifest it. You know, you manifest each of your creative dishes and serve them to meet your needs in the world. And that may seem complicated at first, but it's, it's a lot more complicated to talk about than to do. But you have to remind yourself that you are timeless and limitless and all creative spirit day and night. Your real ability as a multidimensional multitasker is as a creator in timeless, limitless spirit and not as a frazzled, stressed out manifester, weight person in the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? How many times have you been in a restaurant where you see the weight person just being, you know, up to their eyebrows and like <clears throat> nonstop? In the world, you can only do one thing at a time. But if that one thing at a time is you just having to be you having to bring out the already prepared meals, you can serve everything you create in spirit all at the right time here and now. You can only manifest your creations in spirit here and now in the world and not in the past or future. No need to rush. Everything comes out of that, your spirit creative kitchen or factory in its own time. But it's only when you are present enough here and now that you can hear the cooks ringing the order ready bell. Ding. Yeah, that's like being able to communicate with your spirit guides. You have to be present here and now to hear them. Then, there's also no waiting for anything either, right? There's no hurry and there's no waiting in spirit. No hurry, worry. One of my favorite <laughs> sayings. I heard that in a movie once. You'll be busy serving everything that's already ready to serve. So the creations that become ready to manifest will come when you're able to serve them in the present, Sometimes people call that divine timing, but it's really you listening to the the order ready bell going ding and you go, oh, that's something I asked for, something I prayed for, something I created as spirit. It's ready to serve in the world. That's why I'm always creating or manifesting what I've already created. Even when I'm resting or sleeping or watching a movie. I've always warned my students and staff that I'm accomplishing the most when I just seem to be joking and laughing and seemingly not doing anything outwardly, right? But that when I'm serious and running around, 
ah, I'm not really getting a whole lot done in those times. Hmm. So this is also why I, I mentioned you have to serve, you have to share, you have to communicate, express yourself, share yourself here in the world in present time. Not in the future, not in the past, but right now, right here, where you are, you have to be yourself and show yourself. Uh, that's why I use the weight person as the, as the you in the physical world, because huh, the weight person's there to serve the customers. But in this case, you serving the customers in this world means you're expressing yourself as who you are and you're serving the creations, the things that you created in spirit, now expressing it, manifesting it in this world. Ah. So as the reggae song tells us, don't worry, be happy first. Yes. <laughs> the happier you are, regardless of your situation in the world, the more you'll show up in it and the better your life will become. Absolutely. And one of my favorite sayings you hear me say on this show is a reminder the reason why all of you are here living on earth or anywhere else in this dense physical universe is your way of going to school. You are learning so much when you're incarnated here and there is not a single soul here from the bottom to the top who are not here to learn something. So since our topic is about happiness and how to start to be in present time, that has a lot to do with what is going on inside of you and how you are reacting to things. And uh, oftentimes you'll hear someone say to you, or you will maybe say this to someone, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, you're not, you're just going off. And I'll give you an example. Um, I've used this example in the past, but it's a really good one for a situation where someone is so stuck. Um, I basically had to say a form of get a hold of yourself. And this, this was the situation. I get a phone call from one of our students. I lift up the phone. I say hello. And the person says, this is Roxanne. And then she starts to scream, literally, for three minutes. I let her scream because, obviously, if she's screaming, she's alive. So <laughs> she's wanting communication. And finally, I had to say to her, uh, a quote that I heard in a movie the night before, so this was an instruction when I watched this movie, I guess, I had to tell her, please stop screaming. I can't help you if you are screaming, a version of get a hold of yourself. And so this person stopped screaming, and I was able to find out that uh, she had just found her husband uh, who had passed away, she walked into his workplace and found him there, and nobody else was there. So, of course, she had a good reason to scream, but eventually, even in a situation like this, you have to stop with the emotional reaction at some point, or else you're, you're going to die yourself. And that's the whole idea of getting a hold of yourself. It is finding, finding yourself again, not being caught up in the situation or your emotional reaction to it, even if the emotional reaction is extremely, extremely justified. Uh, 
eventually you have to let it go and start to come back to yourself. And in time, you'll start to find that uh, space to get back to your own happiness. So one of the things that I noticed that is pumped into us, if you are a lover of movies and television shows, is the idea that vengeance is sweet. Hmm. Oh, just about so many shows that I've seen. In fact, Michael and I tend to avoid these. As soon as we start to see that the theme is about vengeance, we turn it off. Because it's kind of a useless, uh, in a way childish, on a spiritual level, reaction. You know, it's a natural reaction because we're taught, oh, if someone hurts us, you know, an eye for an eye. You know, the old uh, adage from thousands of years ago. And in this modern era, uh, we have to understand that people are going to get their karma if they did something to us. And it is not up to us to play God and take that eye from that other person anymore. And while some people believe vengeance is sweet, if you've ever performed it, you will find it's very, very short-lived. And you still have to deal with the forgiveness aspect of any situation that has happened to you. So finding your peace and happiness, you know, when you go into a very upset state, is it's a process. And of course, we do have grounding, that connection from the first chakra to the center of the earth, coming back to yourself. In other words, being in the center of your head and not being out of your mind, so to speak. You know, the lights are on and no one's home and you're nothing but an emotional reaction. And then being able to eventually, when you're ready, uh, blow that picture about what happened so you can be back in the here and now and step forward in your life. And stepping forward in your life requires a little work because you have to be able to see that you can do that. And that's where I like to think about you know, the goals people have, such as, you know, a golfer who is about ready to hit a, uh, a putt, you know, in a very important tournament. And many golfers will actually stop and they won't hit that putt until they can perfectly visualize that ball going into the, into the, what is, what is it called? The hole. The hole. <laughs> I thought there was another name for it other than that. Uh, you know, is being able to come back to that place of being able to visualize and see who you really are and what you're here for and what you're here to create rather than being stuck in some deep emotional hole. All right. Well, we're coming upon our second break, so I'm going to interrupt myself here because this is the place where we like to give our little commercial of what we're uh, what we're doing. We wanted to remind you of our new amazing learning sanctuary for the soul site online called LiveTheMiracle.com. It's available to any of you seeking to explore, discover, learn, practice, and grow spiritually and psychically. It already houses two of our most comprehensive audio self-study courses and Open to Everyone series of classes. Over time, we'll continue to add all of our mastered audio seminar classes, intensive, and courses to make this site a complete audio, audio, video, and text self-study learning campus for your spiritual and psychic growth, healing, and development. It will in time house pretty much all of our teachings that have been recorded and produced 
available for purchasing and downloading or studying online. We heartily welcome you to check it out. In just a bit, we'll be back with more on living happily ever present. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring what it means to live happily by being ever-present. Let's be present to find out more. Yes, I'm getting into present right now. <laughs> <laughs> as as uh, what Raphael said before we went into the break, and she mentioned at one point about, you know, the saying, uh, get a hold of yourself, right? And she gave an example where she had to say a version of that to just get the person to, ah, okay. It's like, why is it that in many cases, if you take a a aggressive dog to a dog trainer, uh, the first lesson (laughs) you as the owner (laughs) learns is drop it, (laughs) right? I know that. I've been to dog obedience school Two times. <laughs> I even got the. I promise not as the dog. <laughs> I even got the T-shirt that says, you know, I, I learned I, I learned at the dog obedience school, because, yes, the the trainer, the 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 person, the human has to learn to teach the dog correctly and communicate with the dog and all that stuff, but drop it. I, I love that. It's so simple. It's two words. Drop it. But most people have a, a very difficult time. I can't drop it. Well, why can't you? Because dropping it 
unlike a dog that's bit into somebody's arm or something and you're you're going giving the command drop it so that they would release their grip uh you're you're releasing your grip on whatever you're holding whether it's a grudge or blame hate whatever it is against someone else or even against yourself you know i can't stand myself like a lot of people think that way and what is it based on? Oh, it's based on the past. It's based on what they did do, right? But I want to back up to the, that phrase, get a hold of yourself. That generally people interpret that as control yourself, get a control over yourself, right? And, and when, you, when you start to try to control, well, that's like, Treating yourself as a physical object. You know, you control your remote, TV remote, <laughs> right? Who's, who's going who's gonna to control the TV remote? And whoever has it in their hand can control it and push the right buttons. Get a hold of yourself has nothing really to do with control. It's, you're not going to get a hold of yourself in that context by trying to control your emotions, trying to control you know, your body, trying to control how you feel, trying to control anything. No, that just makes it worse because you're trying to do that means you're, you're in a great deal of effort and you're resisting what you're going through. And the more you resist, like Raphael mentioned, the more you resist, the more it's going to get intense and then you resist more because it's more intense and then you resist more it's it's a what do you a never ending cycle and we we find that you know all around the world on global levels but get a hold of yourself you might change the picture there instead of getting a hold of yourself meaning get control over yourself get a hold of yourself you know how do you Hold a loved one in your arms. Oh, you're hugging them, right? It's not like trying to control them. No. When you hug a loved one, you're opening up to them. Physically, you're closing your arms around their body, maybe. But you're opening yourself up to them. The Whatever divisions, whatever walls you might have had mentally toward that person comes down at least for the moment and you have to open yourself up and welcome that person and encourage that person be kind to that person right so when you think of it when you have to when you're thinking of to yourself you know i i gotta get a hold of myself i gotta you know, i'm so ah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna hurt somebody or something or whatever i'm gonna blow this whole uh transaction yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i gotta get a hold of myself think of it in terms of oh yeah i gotta i gotta hold my loved one they're 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 hurt they're scared they're angry whatever and and they're having a really hard time but it's you who's having the hard time in that scenario so getting a hold of yourself means opening up to yourself welcoming yourself as you are not uh, 
once you're better, once you're calmed down, once you're whatever, no. You got to hold yourself in your kindness right now as you're freaking out, as you're angry, as you're upset, as you're grief-stricken or whatever it is. And and this is not physical. Well, you know, I guess you can <laughs> wrap your arms around your body, but that's that's not holding you. That's that's holding your body. You have to hold yourself in your mind and your awareness. You're changing how you not only look at yourself, but how you treat yourself inwardly. Physically, you can do whatever helps you do that. You know, give yourself a deep breath or count to 10 or whatever it is that you like to do. Close your eyes. But you don't really have to do anything physical. It's, it's what you do with your awareness. And, and that starts with, okay, when you're beating yourself up in some way, when you're trying desperately to try to change you in some way, change the way you're feeling, change the way you're, you're acting, change the way you know, people see you, whatever it is that you're, you're upset about, you're not going to change that. that. That just makes things worse because first, healing doesn't start until you're able to accept the situation, the person, yourself, as you are. And whenever you think of needing a healing, it's, it's because you're in trouble. You're, you're not doing well, right? Just like earlier, Raphael mentioned, when you're happy, you know, there's no problem. <laughs> it's like you don't have to get happy because you're already happy. You get to enjoy being happy, right? It's only when you start to get unhappy that you have to go, oh, do I want to stay here in this unhappiness? No, I can't stand this unhappiness. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to scream uh, or, or cry or, you know, whatever, throw stuff. Ah, no, I don't want to go there. Okay, so you don't have to go there. But you have to accept yourself as you are, where you're at, what you're going through, the, with more acceptance, you're giving yourself the space, the psychic space to just be where you're at and, and just to experience what you're experiencing. And you'll find, oh, the experience is, you know, might not be pleasant. It might not be, you know, uh, conducive to whatever, but it's just an experience. It's just energy that you're going through. It's when you fight it, when you can't stand it, and you're going to change it right now. I can't be like this. I'm going to change myself. I got to get a control, a hold of myself as a control and, and suppress myself or whatever. Then it's just going to make it worse. But instead, if you get a hold of yourself in terms of embracing yourself inwardly, mentally, psychically, oh, with your awareness, and go, oh, it's okay. It's very much like a, a, a loving mother cradling her child who's crying or, uh, you know, having a temper tantrum and saying, it's okay. First step, 
is accepting. Oh. Then that part of you that's been stuck in that, that upset starts to relax because resistance, all forms of resistance is based on fear. So until you address that fear that you're going through or that part of you is going through, ah, you can't relax. You can't really start to be yourself. You don't have enough space to be you. Then once you accept yourself, once you're allowing yourself to be where you're at, then Oh, yeah, you naturally start to change because you start to be more who you really are in the here and now instead of in that past upset. So it doesn't matter if the past upset was 40 years ago or four minutes ago. Same difference. It's just if it was four minutes ago, you haven't had as much time to put more energy in it 40 years ago you and you kept on going over and over and over and over and over you just riled yourself up to a high pitch so it's sometimes seems a little more difficult sometimes i call that the impulse waves where um, by the way we were raised or the examples we saw when we were growing up and learned how to react to things we have that impulse and it's like a wave that goes through us. And sometimes if you can just have the presence of mind to recognize those impulse waves, they do pass after a time. Well, we are getting at the end of our show today, and we thank you for your loving support. And we're grateful that we could spend this hour with you each week. Sometimes we wish it could be more. We hope that our show gives you new insights and tools to help you navigate through your psychic life as you live more of the miracle of your life as spirit. I also wanted to remind you that we are on many platforms, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and of course here on voiceamerica.com on our radio show here. Next week's broadcast will be one of our Encore episodes, especially curated by our network director from our archive of nearly 270 shows. Since we'll be at the Infusion Center every day that week for Michael's next series of chemotherapy treatments for his AML. Join us for the Encore episode for inspiration, healing, and enrichment on your path of awakening. Then, the following Wednesday after that, We'll be back with our brand new live show titled Stressed, How Much of It Is Psychic Stress. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We look forward to seeing you next in two weeks. Thank you. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>